Welcome to Beyond the Pen, the podcast that delves into the untold stories of emerging authors and the literary world. I'm your host, Maccabee Griffin, and each week I'll be shining a spotlight on talented yet undiscovered authors, giving them a platform to share their incredible stories and unique journeys that brought them to the world of writing. In each episode, we'll deep dive into the story behind the story, exploring the inspirations, challenges, and triumphs that have shaped our guests' literary careers, and have some fun along the way. From the initial spark of an idea to the journey of crafting and publishing their books, we'll uncover the secrets that make their stories truly special. But that's not all. Once a month, we'll be joined by an expert from the publishing world who will share invaluable insights and advice for aspiring writers, answering your burning questions, and demystifying the path to success in the literary industry. At Beyond the Pen, my mission is simple, to entertain, educate, and encourage the next generation of great storytellers. So whether you're a writer, an avid reader, or simply someone with a passion for storytelling, Join us as we venture beyond the pen and celebrate the power of the written word. Hello, everybody. We are back. We are here. We are live on Beyond the Pen. If this is your first time being here, thank you. If this is your second or more, thank you for returning to us. You know what's going to happen. You know how we are. You know what you're going to get, which is always good because when you know what you're going to get, it makes it a lot easier for us not to have to explain everything to everybody. But for those who it is your first time, Welcome. My name is Maccabee. I am a voice actor who enjoys reading and things in the publishing world. And my co-host is... I am Chels, a.k.a. C.R. Rice. I am an author, a co-host, and chaos extraordinaire. With a few other uh, attached titles to that as well. Uh, but we you'll have to go to the previous episodes to figure out which ones we're talking about on this one. So... One of the things that we love to do is obviously tell you where to find us, and that is at beyondthepenpodcast.com. There you can find some blogs that we have put together, tips and tricks to help you get your book published, or just to learn some new things about the world and publishing. The other things we obviously do is we also interview other authors that are successful, just like Miss Chelsea Rice here. And uh, that way you can understand what it's like to be in the publishing world. What it, what are things that you're going to have to deal with? Some of the things that they've had to learn the hard way comparative to, if, oh, we had something like this show to tell us exactly what you're going to get into. So you always want to go on there, find those tips, tricks, find those interviews to listen to. And of course, just continue to keep listening because you're always getting more people on here. This next interview that we're going to have later on this week is from a very well, very well done man. He is successful at all, all his life, everything in his life for sex. But from a business point of view, uh, he is one of the most successful people in the business world. He has multiple, multiple serial businesses. Uh, and when I mean serial business, I mean, he actually builds them up and then sells them. That's basically what the term serial business. He does it right. He does it right too. Um, he is the creator of what we, uh, I found out 
is that he is the creator of the kiosk, the ticket kiosk in your airports. He's the one that came up with not only the plan and his team also came up with the programming so that you don't have to stand in line for hours on end. All because he missed his flight. I feel like he's my secret hero because I don't know how many flights I almost missed mm. or had to change because of standing in those long lines. So it'll be super awesome. You guys have to listen in on Thursday to Jeff Hoffman. Yes, the man who created that, but also the man who built up and sold Priceline.com slash Booking.com or Booking.yeah. And then, of course, he also uh, created UBID, UBID.com for all you sports lovers out there, too. It's one of just a sample of the things that this entrepreneur, this businessman, this guy who's trying to save the world one soul at a time this guy is awesome and i love him to death i think he's cool i met him at um at vcon in back in eight in uh, may and he was giving a speech and i just went up to him i was like hey i love what you were talking about i love what you did i would love to have you on the show and you know, i know that you wrote a book and you have some great tips i know some authors really enjoy he said yeah absolutely just send it send me the link and i'll be happy to do it the power of asking is one of the things that's great about that. Also, and, and some of the things that he's talked about, as well as some of the things that we're gonna we're gonna talk about here, is a few tips that I think every author needs to know. And what are they, Chelsea? Figuring out your definition of success. It can't just be, you know, and you can't go crazy. Like, you know, your vision of success, you can't start out with, I want to be a, you know, number one bestseller across the entire world, or I want my book to go into a TV show. It's all about the steps that you should take and those little victories that you should claim. And we're going to figure out how to create your author brand, which I feel like maybe a lot of people don't know is as important as it is. Uh, I know I didn't know when I first started out, so I messed up so I could help you. And then we're going to figure out the importance of time management, guys, because this is a running theme, whether you are an author, a spouse, a mother, father, a single person with pets, whatever it is, time management is the number one thing I think everybody has to figure out how to accomplish. Every homeo sapien needs to know this. I think even my dog, I feel like Tyr <laughs> needs to figure out time management because he is the most inopportune time for everything <laughs> everything oh uh, no respect for time. no respect for time oh man that was great no about scared the yes. living crap out of me too when he did that mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what i'm saying he has no time management skills do you want to know why he barked why there was a bird <laughs> in the yard minding its business hopping along doing its thing see and now he's upset oh if you can see him leave yes He's, he's leaving. Oh, it's okay, buddy. We're not shaming you. You were just excited to see it. You just wanted to play. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Either that he wanted to go out and just fetch it because it is a golden retriever. So. He is no, but see, he's so bad at me. Like, he is an amazing dog. He listens phenomenally. Mm -hmm. Best dog in the world, I will say that. Frightened of everything. <laughs> if you throw his ball, you are no longer his friend. He will go get it, but he does not appreciate that you did it in the first place. <laughs> he is not one of those. Like, he's, it's very weird. He's a very chill dog, which works so well mm -hmm. 
But then, like, he, all of a sudden, he will bark out of, no, out of nowhere and, like, scare himself. And then he barks again because something barked at him, not realizing it was him. Yeah. He's, uh, even the squirrels in the yard do not fear him. He's, he's everybody's friend, even if they're not his. Yeah, that's true. So let, let's get into this because I think this is something that a lot of people really, 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 really need to know about before you even start thinking about your book or even be th before you even think about publishing book, if you've already written it, great. Awesome. Congratulations. But let's talk about the steps after, before you get it actually published, or if you have published it, let's talk about some things that you may not have thought, just like Chelsea said, she didn't know about this. She didn't think about this. So what do you want to hit up first? What are one of the things that you want to hit first? Um, I think they kind of go hand in hand, but let's hit your author brand, because this is something I recently discovered I was supposed to figure out before I even did my book, before I even signed anything, before I did anything like that. And so what your author brand is, is how you want to be presented as an author. This goes hand in hand with the style of writing you are doing, your genre of what you are writing, and how you want to market it to your defined audience. And fun tidbit, your audience is not everybody. I don't know how many authors I have met that says, oh, this book is for everybody. It's not. No matter what the book is, it is not for everybody. So you got to scale it down a bit. Think of whether if you're doing YA, okay, hit that 13 to 18. Even though you know people in their 30s, 40s, 50s are going to read it, target those ones. Uh, in your author brand, believe it or not, guys, you need an author logo. Did you know that, Matt? I did not know that. Uh, 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 You're supposed to have an author logo. Uh, 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 technically speaking, I, I, I actually <laughs> knew about that. Um, just, just because of the fact that I'm a voice actor and just one of those things that you have to do because of a branding. Because branding is everything. It is, and it's so weird. It, it's so <laughs> odd, too, to think about it like, oh, I just wrote this book. Why do I need a brand? Why do I need a logo for a brand? I thought my brand was my series. That's how I was. I thought, you know, uh, okay, I do the Realm series, which I guess is, is a little bit different. Some people do, you know, nine, 10 series right. and they're all kind of different. I do the Realm series. I'm going to have seven different realms over 50 books within this realm. And so I'm like, that's a good enough brand, right? Yeah. Very well. Very, very wrong. Why is that? You were supposed to have, I was told you were supposed to, when somebody sees C.R. Rice, they should already know what I do based off of my name. And I was like, that's insane. That doesn't even make sense. Granted, it's not entirely possible. Okay. Mm -hmm. But what the from what I learned is when they go and they look at your your Instagram page or your profile page, within that, you are supposed to have your logo, which gives a small depiction of what yours is so if you do let's say you're a horror writer you don't want to have like a bright flower or or a rainbow you know what i mean like you want to you want it to be kind of dark kind of grungy same thing if you do any type of of sci-fi you want it to kind of have that sci-fi-ish thing so that when they see your author name they're like okay i can look at this this is going to be a, a horror or a romance or whatever it is. And that is the first impression people typically get of you. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I just didn't even register. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. Cause it is something I say that a lot. It is something, I hope something 
when you look at things and going on the flower thing, technically speaking, if you if you look at like Rocky Horror Picture Show, that makes sense. If you do like a, a fly trap or something, you know what I mean? But if you're doing like uh, you have to do some type of element mm-hmm. to it, which was I was like, OK, I get it. Like mine, I think they just had to redo and it's uh, it has a moon and it has seven stars for the seven realms. And then it just has like a fantasy feel to it. And I'm like, okay, you're going to look at it and you're going to be like, okay, this is some type of fantasy something. Mm-hmm. It has a chick on there. Like, so you're like, okay, is this young adult? Is this new age? All of that. So it kind of encompasses everything. Now, let me ask you this, because when I was, when I was looking at your, the covers of your books, and I forgot to ask you this a long time ago when I interviewed you, by the way, that interview with her was a great interview about her books. So you have to go back and check that out. Um, the other reason why I brought her on, because, you know, it, it's always a great thing to have on the show. One of the things I forgot to ask you was when I was looking at the covers of your book, the woman that's on there almost looks like you. I get that a lot. <laughs> I didn't know uh, initially, which uh, my covers are actually changing. So if you want to check those out, look at them now because they are they are definitely changing. I did not make that connection until I actually went to like my first convention and everybody was like, Oh my God, you're on the covers. And I was like, I am, (laughs) but no, it's not me. It is not me. Um, I'm not one of those people that has done that. I do know somebody who has Daniel and Morsino is on all of her covers Mm -hmm. cosplays. Hers are chaining too. So you've got to check those out. Oh yeah. But no, it's not. It's just, it's a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every white, woman that's like five foot something with red hair with red hair looks like eyes. exactly you know yeah. <laughs> i feel like that was that was a little racist to me. <laughs> oh y'all look but alike yeah. oh y'all look alike to me. <laughs> i mean why not and if you're no, it's not me yeah and then no it was not racist for everybody else it's a line from no, freaking um, rush hour <laughs> no. oh y'all look alike uh, <laughs> anyways but the, the funny part is, is one of the announcements that we have actually recently made is we are doing a fun cosplay calendar with a bunch of people that are dressing up with people as the characters from the realm. And they actually, I, I'm, I am going to be Avery, but that is not to say that I am on those. I would never do that, but I'm also trying to get them to like blur out my face, you know, like do the weird shots. So like, I don't, I hate pictures. Like I absolutely hate it. But I got talked into it by Danny. Danny. Dang you, Danny. But, um, <laughs> Thank you, Danny. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Yes, it'll be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah. So again, there was a reason why we we went onto that rant because it, it is something that is true to who you are as an author and to you as a listener who is wanting to be an author. You're going to run into a lot of things like this. So coming up with your logo, coming up with your brand, even if it's just your face, an accidental face, an accidental lookalike, whatever the case may be, you have to understand that. And I've said this time and time again, and I will say it to my very last breath when it comes to this subject. When you write a book, you are creating a business. You are creating a brand. So you want people to understand who you are or your books in general by a logo, by who you are, by everything that you are. So creating business plans to understand why you're doing it, what you're doing, what your vision is for your long-term, your short-term, 
in, in the army, I always put it as, you know, the 50 meter uh, target to the hundred meter target to the 300 meter target. Those, you know, your short, medium and your long-term goals. And if your long-term goal is to be on a bestsellers list, learn some things from our previous episode. If you haven't went and listened to that yet, listen to it. You definitely should. You should, because there's a lot of things on there and we'll, you'll learn a lot on that one. And we're going to actually talk more about that a little bit later on within this, uh, with this year, because we're talking about, and this, in this quarter of the year, we are really trying to help you understand that this is a business. Every typeset too. And I will say a uh, fun fact of why the covers are changing. Uh, there's about four people now that have stolen my covers. Wow. Um, if you look, I was actually alerted to the entire thing. They have my exact cover. So that's super fun. Individuality is huge when being an author. Yes, it is. And it's one of those where they always say, Oh, you know, like, when they copy you, it's a form of flattery. It's not. <laughs> it's called theft. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. But it's very frustrating because when people, you know, uh, go and reach out and it's like, hey, is this another one in your series? I built the entire heart realm off of this look. And now people are coming to me asking why I switched such genres into it. And it's not. So one of the things that you have to do is something as simple as a cover. Like we all know everybody says, don't judge something by a cover. It's a lie. Yeah. The first thing you're going to get judged on is your covers. Try to make them as unique as you can. Try to be inventive and and do that type of thing. And but do understand, going to be out there somewhere, some way, some shape or form. So that's why your brand is so important. Is because people are going to look at it, see, okay, maybe they took you know Avery off the cover and stuck it on a different series, but they're going to look at that the name on there and they're going to be like, okay. It's definitely not her. Yeah, it's not the same series. It's it's important to make your stance that way. And I think if I would have done it a little bit sooner, maybe I would have had people less daring. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe, but it, it does come into the come into play that trademarking is a thing that you need to do. If you can get a visual trademark, get it. Your logo is a visual trademark. Yes. Find a lawyer, yes. find someone who is good at it. Don't just go to the, you know, the lawyer down the street and ask him and like, oh, I'm a real estate lawyer. I don't deal with trademarking. Yeah, yeah. You, your lawyers, lawyers. You all just, sign just sign this. Yeah. No, go to someone who actually is that deals with trademarking. There's plenty of people out there. There's plenty of resources out there that will give you that sense of, hey, these are the trademarkers, trademark lawyers in my area, because it's always better to go in person if you can, because then you feel whether or not you like that person or not. It's it's a thing. Well, not only that, but with your logo, you don't necessarily, depending on who you go to, whether you make it yourself yeah. or you go through somebody, the only thing you need to do, and it is yours and nobody can take it, mm -hmm is to have a piece of paper that says, this is your property, yep. this is what it is. Um, so I know the person that did mine was actually through Fiverr. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that, amazing. Maybe. Um, but so when they, well, my experience is, uh, the person that did mine, I got all rights to it. I got trademarking rights. I paid like a little bit extra, I think, and it took care of everything. Mm -hmm. The one thing you can't do is you cannot, even if you buy these images, like people say that they do, you don't own them. No. 
you, if somebody has gotten it before you or somebody has gotten it after you, it is not yours. It is, covers are constantly changing, guys. They are. It is what it is. You just have to stay focused on everybody. But that's why you want to be able to make your author brand stand out so that if somebody does show up at one of these conventions and they have my same cover, somebody can look at it and go, nope, that's definitely not her. Like that is not, that's not her name because people will register, like recognize you from your name, not necessarily your face sometimes because, well, I mean, people recognize me more now, which is both awesome and awkward, but it's at first they're going to recognize your name. And that is great. Mm -hmm. If that goes into defining your success, my first bit of success was actually finishing my book. When I first finished denial, I was successful right there because I had finished it after not wanting to. My next step was somebody recognizing the name, whether it was C.R. Rice or the, the grief series that everybody's calling it which wasn't intentional. I didn't know how to title books, guys. Like, I know I seem like I have it all together. I had no idea. I was going to name them one, two, three. And then my publisher said, absolutely not. Uh, Book one, book two, book three. It's just so. I was, it was going to be realm. It was going to be, you know, heart realm book one. Yeah. Make it super easy. That way when they're like, oh, where to start book one. Yeah. Like I spilled, I, they didn't think it was as as, like cutesy as I thought. So then you go into making sure that, you know, you line up those different successes, no matter how small they are. When I finished my book, when I held it for the first time, that was a success. When I went and sold my first book in person, that was a success. When somebody goes and I can be walking around at, at, you know, these conventions and people know who I am, that's huge for me. When I did hit that, that, you know, bestsellers, that was great. That was another thing to check off. But you can't go in after your first book and say, if I don't get on to the U.S. Today bestsellers list that I'm a failure, then you're going to be a failure. If that is how you were starting, you've already failed. So be happy with the small victories, because sometimes you need a couple years of small victories to get those big ones. Yeah. And that goes into our, our next point is, you know, what is your vision of success? Why are you doing this? Because when you understand that, and that's why earlier I said, when you're creating a brand, you need to think of it as a business. You need to create a business plan because one of the key points in a, in a business plan is what your vision, what is your vision of what you're doing? You know, for us, because even in podcasting, and if you're wanting to monetize on this, and we'll get into that later as well, because in branding, you you want everybody wants to get paid. We all want to get paid for our, our intellectual property, especially when other people are trying to take it from us. I know it's such a it's horrible, but again, when you're looking at this vision, for us as a podcaster, as a podcast, as a show. In general, our vision for this show is to be the next great uh, podcast for all your tips and tricks. We want to be that number one podcast for authors to come to, to not only get all the information they need about the publishing world, but to learn from others that are doing it and to understand that they're going to have fun with it because again, walking violent chaos with a little bit of a chance to 
try to keep her on her toes is something that we try to do in general. But we like to have humor in it. And we but we also want you guys to understand this is a conversation. So right. When you were talking about your book, when you are looking at your brand, you have to have a vision. And yes. even as a voice actor, we do the same thing because we are a walking brand. All your favorite celebrities already branded their names, already branded their images, already branded everything that they touch. It is very difficult to copyright a name. Mm -hmm. You cannot do it. No. And if you like, okay, guys, what was it? I think my sister just told me one of the Kardashians tried to make it so they could copyright their name. You cannot oh, yeah, copyright no. it. Now, what you can do is, so I write the Realm series. The Realm series is copywritten to me. Yeah. Technically, nobody else can use that. That doesn't mean they don't. It just means if I was kind of a butthead and wanted to be rude, I could go and take it all away. Just true. But it's just, it's to protect me so that when I go and I hit my various levels of success, those things are already mine. My end goal is going to be different than your end goal or Mac's end goal or whoever it is. And you have to understand that there's going to be some bumps. You're not going to just go, okay, step one is selling a copy of my book. Because believe it or not, it's hard. Yeah. It is very difficult because if you're with a publisher, they're not necessarily 100% transparent because they may not have the information you're looking for. They're, you know, when you go to conventions and you sell books, you have to understand that it's not pure profit there. You are paying for your time there. You're paying for all of those things. And you have to understand your self-worth as an author. I have seen authors go and on their first book, they think their book should be, you know, and they get very bitter about it that people are not appreciating it enough. But it's your job to get them to appreciate it, to get them to give your book a chance because time is so limited in people's lives. I, you know, I don't know how many times I've heard over the last week, oh, I don't have much time to read right now, or I, I don't have a chance to do this because time management is difficult no matter where you are in your life. Yeah. As you get older, you have more and more things you're responsible for, or maybe you don't quite know what you want to do, but you do know in your free time, it may not be starting a new series or it, it maybe it's, you know, finishing spending some time with your family. And so those things are very important from the beginning as well. I think when you want to take that journey into being an author, anybody can write a book. It's not that hard, but it is time consuming. It is very time consuming. So time consuming. And even if time is an illusion, as many people, but it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't. Oh, it's definitely not because your boss, if you're late to work and you're supposed to be there at nine, you can't just go, sorry, dude, time's an illusion. Like, congratulations, you're unemployed. <laughs> it's definitely, it's one of those things where time in itself, it may be a weird construct, but we have made it worth something. Yeah. And this goes into our, our third point of this is that Time management is a thing that everybody needs to try to understand. Now, are we all successful at it? Oh, hell no. <laughs> even, even the big dogs have an issue with it sometimes, but they at least have figured out a system that works for them. Because if you mm -hmm. even look up the phrase time management system, there's like 25, 30 different versions of systems out there. Oh, it's overwhelming. But you have to figure out what your time management is. One of the things that they all have in, in common is 
a few few examples. Prioritizing, prioritizing everything that you're doing. Figure out what is more important for your writing at the time comparative to what's not. I think it's all around though, because when you go in, you can't just put. I mean, you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, you you know you want to write a book. You can't just go. I'm going to spend a hundred percent of my time on this, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, the way that your life is right now is just as important. Whether you are are with somebody, you have children, you have a job, you have to put you have friends. You have to put every single thing into that, because you can get too wrapped up. You can get way too wrapped up on what you're doing, and all of a sudden you are losing relationships. And that is coming from somebody who has done ten books in the last two and a half years. And I can tell you that at, there are many, many days that I look back and it was not worth it to write that much that quick. And it's it's great because I'm like, yay, I'm finally almost done with this realm. But at the end of the day, there is time you can't get back. And those have to be a priority, whether it's spending time with your family or friends or for yourself. Like that needs to be added into your time management, whether it is once a day, once a week, twice a week, whatever it is. It needs to be a priority as well, because if you if you finally make it to the top, but you're there by yourself and you are miserable and you don't like who you are, was all of that really worth it to hit your one goal of success? Yeah, for, for me, I have. It's funny that like for me, when me and Chelsea are talking about the show or anything like that, there's points where we both try to give each other space because we also understand that, you know, we have lives that we have to live. We have families we have to take care of. We have to take care of ourselves. Well, in in your case, you know, it's everything in general. But in, in the sense... Hard taking over the world. And she said she was not going to be the villainous in this story. I First of all, you're the one that keeps inferring I'm going to be the villain. All I said was, it's hard trying to take over the world. Uh, heroes take over the world too, sir. No, heroes save the world, madam. Well, maybe that's the same. <laughs> I, am prioritizing, matter of perspective. <laughs> I am prioritizing my vision for the world in my own image. <laughs> Isn't that what everybody does? It is. Every hero, every villain, like a villain can go and say, hey, we're going to stop this landfill from happening because it's terrible. And the hero of the story is like, no, we need this landfill. So they're doing the exact same thing. (laughs) A hero is only a hero in so many perspectives. A villain is only a villain in the hero's story. Again, no villain wants to think of themselves as the villain. That's what she's getting at. Unless, no, I don't think so. (laughs) I will tell you. Marcus loves being the villain. <laughs> he's like the pure evil guy. And everybody's like, oh, guys, wait, he has such a great story, doesn't he? I'm like, no, he's legitimately just a bad dude. Like, He's legitimately just trying to kill everybody. Sometimes you're just a bad guy. Like, he just wants to rule the realm. Why is that so hard for people to understand? He has goals. Yeah. He has priorities. He has. He wants his version of success, and he is trying. He's, he's, but the problem is he's multitasking, and that's another thing that people need to avoid. <laughs> Try not to multitask. Avoid multitasking because when you're trying to do everything at the same time, you're technically not doing everything at the same time. Your your quality of whatever you're working on diminishes every time you add something else into it. Like, for instance, when I, <laughs> and this is one of my bad habits, I like to, when my wife is trying to have a conversation with me, I'll be doing something else while listening to her. The problem is I'm not paying attention to her specifically 
I'm trying to do 50-50. So if I'm like seeing something like my OCD kicks in after my kids have destroyed a freaking uh, blue mat or something, I have to go over there. I have to clean it up, and which leads me into something else, which leads me into something else while my wife is trying to talk to me. In writing, there's a lot that people try to, to multitask. What are some of the things that you tried to multitask with? Okay, so this is, I, again, my writing process is a little different. I have been writing all seven realms at the same time. So like I am doing them all at the same time, but I also run a business. So I do Wonder Twins and we do the pop-up bookshop and I do eight events a year and I do, you know, I, I'm married and I have the demon dog who has disappeared and i have you know i'm, I'm doing all of these things and serious. he reappears uh, you, you call his name uh, out and he comes back he does he answers the hellhound i don't know if anybody's ever seen what we do in the shadows the hellhounds are golden retrievers yeah so he answers that too but it's it's one of those i think it goes based now it there are times it diminishes for me when i write i cannot focus on one thing at a time it doesn't work for my writing process so I am able to have, like, you don't even want to know how many Word documents I have open right no, now. No, no. But I am able to bounce between all of those things while answering emails because my brain needs to be able to separate into different things. I will say my worst habit is thinking I can read and hold a conversation. I, I read a lot. I read in my free time. If I am not playing like seven days to die, which I, my pyramid method worked, Mac. If I'm not doing that, then I, I'm reading. It makes it so that my head can temporarily shut down. So my husband will be talking to me and he just slowly sees like my phone or like the book just like shift ever so slightly. And he'll just start talking, like not even about what he originally was. And he's like, so what do you think? I think that's a great idea, right? And I'm like, you know what, honey, whatever you think. And he's like, oh, so you're totally cool if I go and I go bring that alligator into the house. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> and he's like, you're not listening. So like, he'll he'll even tell me, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna have this conversation with you if you if you don't pay attention. Mine will just stop talking immediately. Oh no, he, he is very, because he knows I won't notice. Yeah. So he, and he knows that's part of my personality. And so he'll go and he'll be like, look, if you're not gonna listen to me, I'm not gonna waste the time having to repeat myself. Mm -hmm. But it's also one of those, I can go zero to 60 really fast. So there, there's a certain way, like you said, there's a certain way I have to do things. There is certain things I have to do on certain days. And if I don't do them, I'm very unsettled. Like I do top to bottom cleaning in my house twice a week. It's Wednesdays and Saturdays. And if it doesn't get done, it filters into my other things and it messes up my time management yeah. and what I need to do. And so I think I get a little too tense on those types of things, but I can also be cleaning and, and cooking breakfast, lunch, or dinner or whatever it is and maintain a conversation that I can all do at one time. I cannot write and have somebody talk to me. Which leads into our next one, eliminate distractions. Even if the fire house is on fire, it's a distraction until we get this Ignore thing done. It. Ignore it. I don't care. The fire department will handle it. Yeah. If I go up in flames, you know what? At least I was doing something I loved. And I can get rid no, of the distraction. absolutely not. I hate that thing. I don't get why people say that. Like, oh, I would be so happy if I died doing something I love. No. 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 If I write for a living, do you know what would have to happen for somebody to kill me as I'm writing? I am assuming... I wrote something somebody didn't like, and I am in a basement trying to fix what they wanted me to fix, <laughs> and then I die. That is the only thing that I can think of because, again, I write for a living. It's not like I'm out doing anything crazy. Yeah. 
I am sitting here or on my kitchen counter writing books, which means I have done something very, very wrong. <laughs> probably. You probably didn't set any boundaries. That's the reason why. But it, it leads into that. Again, setting boundaries is another thing that we need to do when we're trying to work on things. Because, again, as we were talking about with way that me and uh, Chelsea work, with the, at least with the show, is that we set our boundaries that the weekend is for family. Weekend is for us. Yes. Like for me, anime and video games, I do Saturday and Sunday. And during those times, if my family feels like we need to go out and do something and get out of the house <laughs> as a family, then we'll go do that. And I'm fine with it. But as long as I get my time in to where I get to enjoy the things I enjoy and relax, then I'm going to do it. The rest of the week, I'm all over the place. I'm just like Chelsea. I'm working on something. I'm either I'm not writing something or I'm not helping somebody or I'm not dashing or I'm not doing something for the show. I'm all over the place too. But we set boundaries and we have certain times that we've blocked out to work on these things. And as an author, you have to do the same thing. You have to block out a certain amount of time for yourself to do your writing. Or even if you come up to, oh, that was a great idea write it down and then walk away and walk away walk Trust away because me. <laughs> walk away because if not it's... you will destroy relationships doing that <laughs> yeah you'll miss out on you things and time is the one thing nobody can get back but you know what you can do later is you can write on that idea so make sure in as you are prioritizing your time you are doing it effectively mm -hmm. whether that means you are spending time with your family. Yeah. You are spending time with your friends. You are taking a minute to yourself, or you have decided that you will take an hour a day to go and do something for yourself. Those things factor into your writing time and your career as an author or podcaster or whatever it is that you do. Because if you don't, at the end of the day, I promise you, years down the road, you will have regrets. Absolutely. And here's the other thing that goes with that attaching to what she's just saying. And this is something that you know we'll get in with uh, Mr. Hoffman in the interview, is the fact that everybody's vision of success is different everybody's prioritization is different everybody's time management is different but these are things that we all do these are things that we all need to do as creative people as an author if you want to go to that next level of success whatever your your version of success is if it is being number one on the bestseller list or even hit top 10 bestseller list mm -hmm. that's a goal okay great now i can be number one great just make sure that you're prioritizing your views on that vision because that vision is therefore a point it's a goal if you try to stay at the beginning oh i'm going to be a bestseller trust me when me and chelsea are having this conversation with him by the way you all are going to love this when we do there is going to be some things that he's going to say that are going to blow your mind because this guy, when you look at his life and the way that he's worked, it's insane because, and something I didn't say at the beginning was the fact that he's been in Hollywood before he's dealt with being an executive producer for TV series, TV, a TV series, more than TV. A series of TV shows. Uh, I think it was. I think it's been been movies. <laughs> but I mean, movies that's too. for Thursday. We're giving away too much. I know. I that's know. For I know. I know. 
Mac is very excited about this one, guys. You will not want to miss it. He, it, it's going to be a blast. Okay, when but let me let me I'm put it this way. Uh, when you, okay, I'm not fanboying. I'm excited because I'm talking to somebody who has already found their vision, their version of success, and has seen it, has done it, and I can go to him and say, hey, I have a thousand and one uh, questions, but I'm going to try to get them in within the time limit that I have blocked out to sit down and talk to you. Okay? That's a mentor. That's somebody that you want to look at. Someone, whatever you're doing, if you want to be a great author, find a great someone that you look up to as an author and try to see if you can figure out during their interviews or even reach out to them and saying, hey, I would love to have a conversation with you for like five, ten minutes just to ask you questions about that because I, I've seen what you're doing and I want to do it too. And I think we've helped him figure out a lot to do this this week. You know, we've talked about forming your author brand yeah. and how important it is to try to just carve out that little piece of recognition for yourself, figuring out how to achieve their version of success yep. and what success means in steps mm -hmm. and figuring out and focusing, even if you mess up a couple times along the road, your time management, because you're going to mess it up. It's not going to be perfect every time, but I hope everything that we have spelled out maybe gave everybody a few different ideas yeah. and a different focus on this week. So I feel like we've been successful this week. We have. We absolutely have. And for those that picked up on it, we didn't use the word monetizing when we were talking into the bullet points. We gave you examples as we were talking on how you can monetize your show or how you monetize your book. You just have to go back and listen to it and pick it up. It's in the subtext. It's always in the subtext. We've come to the point of the show where it's time for us to let you guys go because we've prioritized a certain time for ourselves as well. Yes. And we want to. We don't want to give too much away on a lot of different things because when you listen to our interview with Mr. Jeff Hoffman, Priceline.com slash Bookit.com Bookit. Yeah forward slash you you bid.com and every other things that he's possibly done you're going to get a lot more information because he's got some great tips he's got a lot of stories to tell you and until that point just keep doing you keep figuring out why you're doing what you're doing and figuring out what your vision is everything else will come into play so until next time I'm Maccabee. I'm Chels. We will see you next time as you unleash your creativity. Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's video on demand and live stream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.